Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. Welcome back to another episode. It's great to have you. If you haven't yet joined my Facebook group, I want to just throw that out here. Uh, we have a really great support community over on Facebook. It's called the Boutique Training Academy Tribe. And inside that group, we have links to lots of vendors. We have a Find It Friday where we allow you to post a picture and say, where can I find this? Please help community. Uh, we have lots of threads in there that have great discussions about everything from sourcing products to starting your mobile boutique for looking for insurance, pop-up setups. I mean, like this group has been open for four years and there is a ton of free information in there. So all you have to do is head to Facebook, search for Boutique Training Academy Tribe. It's a group and just request to join. When you request, we'll ask you how you found out about the group. You can just say podcast and we'll ask for your email address. We love to ask for your email address there because we want to stay in touch with you even more to make sure you know about when I'm hosting events, when we're running courses, just a really nice way for me to stay in touch. We also do a twice a month newsletter that gives you lots of free tips as well. So join, join uh, by giving your email address as you join the group. We would love for you to stay more in touch with us and we'd love to let you know what's going on. So if you haven't heard, you haven't like been around or, you know, maybe you started watching me when I was stylish and successful or when I had, you know, my group was called the Fashion Truck Tribe. We have fully evolved uh, since last year, 2019, into Boutique Training Academy. And, you know, one of the reasons I did that was I really wanted to be clear about what I was doing. I found that stylish and successful was sort of unclear. Like, what are you teaching? Who do you help? What do you sell? I don't get it. Uh, and while I think all of you are stylish and successful, or at least I hope that is your goal, right, with a boutique business, I just really wanted to adjust because it makes so much sense to say boutique training academy. Duh. Hopefully you know what I do. <laughs> so everything has been rebranded to that uh, for all of our boutique courses or blog and everything else. We're slowly transitioning, moving everything over to that boutiquetrainingacademy.com website. But I'm excited for the rebrand. I came up with it on my honeymoon in 2018. And it just took a while to implement and move everything over and recopyright everything. And so for me, you know, I've been working on that transition for a while. And one of the reasons is because I, you know, I want to attract more amazing boutique owners, period, right? And so it made sense for me, but I just want to, again, clarify that that happened because 
there are so many people that change their brand names and I'm like, wait, who are you? What's going on? And you know, we've tried to keep my name attached to everything. So it seems sort of seamless, but you know, if you're new around here, you're like, Oh, she's got lots of brand names. What's going on? <laughs> we fixed it. We changed it. We're figuring it out just like you are. And you know, if you're in the process of rebranding or opening a new business or wanting to change your name, you know, I encourage you to do it. I, I think from my perspective, it's an alignment situation is are you aligned with what you're doing and what your name is? And, you know, is it easy for people to find you? I kind of went back and forth with some people, you know, over the years who have sort of ambiguous names of what they do. You know, one of my biggest complaints is people who put couture in their name, you know, C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Couture means custom made for one person. Your business isn't doing that. Like it, it just... Anyway, I'm on a tangent, but I'll just tell you, if you feel like you want to change your name or you feel like you want to do a rebrand, do it. Don't hesitate. Just make sure people are educated about it and they know what you're doing. So today's episode, we're going to talk about some common complaints from boutique owners that I hear. I love all of these complaints because they're tough situations. They're somewhat sometimes mindset situations. There are things that I hear over and over in the groups I'm in, in our email inbox. And so I want to just talk about them straight up with you guys. Things that people worry about, things that they complain about. Um, and I say complaint in a gentle way. You know, when I say complaint, I mean, it's something that comes up that they're worried about. So first and foremost, out the gate here, I hear this all the time. I have trouble selling and I worry about not having enough customers. You're always going to worry about that first and foremost. I don't care if you're a week old or you're five years old. That's always going to be a concern. You always want to be selling. You always want to be growing and attracting new people. So what are you actually worried about? What are you actually saying? The root cause of this concern, right, comes from some confidence, comes from some worthiness, and comes from a place of not standing in your power and knowing that you have control over the actions you take to, to not have this be a concern, right? So if you're having trouble selling, let's talk about that first of all, right? If you're having trouble selling, you need to make sure that you're always promoting items. You're always promoting your items. You're posting it with a link to where they can buy it or telling people, giving them a call to action, giving them your store address, your store phone number, your hours, all of that stuff in a post. Okay. I see so many people just ambiguously saying like, I love this top and then posting a picture. How is a customer going to find where that top is? Like, are we just like thinking they're going to know? Like they're not. Post the link, give them as much information as possible because then there's less clicks to buy. Think about how many times does my have to person my customer have to think how hard do they have to work to actually buy this item? And if it's too much, guess what? They're not going to do it. So make sure that you're promoting your items in a way that feels really like you're educating the customer and you're guiding them along this journey of buying from you. Another thing that comes up for me when people say they have trouble selling is the product assortment and the pricing. A lot of times new boutique owners just don't have it right yet. They're either buying for too many people, you know, they think, oh, I have to be something for everyone. So I'm going to sell kids jewelry and, you know, graphic tees. Well, like 
do your kids wear jewelry? Do you wear graphic tee every day? Like, maybe you do. And you're like, yes, Emily, like, actually I do. So I, I want to cover those things. Fine, fair enough, right? But if you're not absolutely obsessed with a graphic tee, you're not absolutely obsessed with what you're selling, period, most likely you're not going to sell it. And I find that people will buy some of the things that they like, but then they'll go and they'll say, oh, well, this boutique is buying it, so I should too. Or, oh, I saw this in the best of the best on Fashion Go, so I should probably get it because it's number one. That's not a way to buy. You have to make sure that you're buying things that work for you, that you absolutely love, and that you're buying a healthy range of products and prices. So what does that mean? It means that you're buying tops, bottoms, dresses. Those are the big three, <laughs> the most uh, fashion boutiques sell, okay? Make sure you're covered. Make sure someone can buy an outfit from you. Then if you feel like, wow, people are re really reacting to my earrings. Uh, you know, I had a client that was like, oh, every time I wear earrings, like my people are just wanting them. I'm like, we'll start selling earrings. Let's add that category. It's okay to add categories slowly, but they have to play into adding on to the outfit or adding to the assortment and you have to know you have the need there, right? As long as you're covered in tops, bottoms, and dresses, generally you can start to add other categories. But start to think about, even in tops, do I have a range of, you know, casual to dressy? Or do I have a range of short sleeve to long sleeve, sweaters to pullovers, sweatshirts to pullovers, right? You have to really dig into these categories. I call them buckets. But dig into these buckets, departments, categories. Am I really giving my customer a healthy range or am I just selling a lot of the same? If you're selling a lot of the same, then your assortment's just not going to look good aesthetically. And it's going to be harder to sell to the same person multiple items because they're going to be having to make choices on the three black sweatshirts that have minor differences. See where I'm going with this? So when your assortment has that range of products and within your departments, you have even more of a range, then you wanna think about your product prices. You know, your retail prices, guys, so many of you are just right in the 30 to $40 range. Or really, I see most people from 30 to $40. Like everything's in that range. I'm going to tell you, you're just going to have to sell a lot of product to make the money that you want, you know, to make the total sales you want. So start thinking about, again, within that range um, of products, how can I have a range of prices? In long sleeve tops, great example. In long sleeve tops, I can have something that's really basic. That's going to be $28. I'm going to have something that, you know, is patterned and maybe has a texture. That's going to be $38. And then I'm going to have a long sleeve top that has sequins on the front of it, or it's embroidered or something really special about it. That's going to be $45, $48. You want that range in price points, okay? And do you buy all of those things equally? No, you probably buy a little bit more of that $38 piece because that's where you know the bulk of your, your sales are going to come from. But if you don't have those other two things, the lower price and the higher price, it's not going to work. They're going to be confused subconsciously. It's sort of like in the restaurant business. I will tell you this, the most popular item on a restaurant's menu generally is the second lowest price. It's not the highest price item. It's right below that. So let's say you go to a restaurant. Steak is $28. Well, guess what? The chicken breast, that is $24 or that is $22, right? And then the burger is $16. It's the same idea. It's like, well, I'm going to get a filet that's like 
a little bit more expensive or I'm going to go for the chicken because like it's not the burger because I can get a burger kind of anywhere but at this special restaurant I don't want to get the filet because it's too expensive I'm going to get the chicken right in the middle you have to have that same product assortment in your store that's what's going to give you the ability to sell more and round it out I spent a lot of time on this topic, but hopefully it's making sense. My point is, is that when you have the right assortment in terms of products, in terms of prices, and you're promoting really well and being descriptive and giving people call to action and sending them to where to buy this stuff, all of that creates ease of selling and you're definitely going to get more customers because you're, you're doing things in a way where you're attracting those customers. So if that's something you worry about, Go through this again. Listen to this one more time, step by step. If you've taken one of my courses, especially Boutique Basics Bootcamp, uh, module three, that product assortment module, so many people have told me that module has like changed their life and changed their boutique. So go back to that in Bootcamp. It will really help you suss out a lot of this because I walk through it step by step by step. The second common complaint I hear from boutique owners is a store opened down the street for me and the person who opened it was a good customer of mine or a friend of mine or she came in to ask questions or, you know, she was someone that hung out, but now she's opened down the street. You would not believe how much this happens, you guys. So if it's happened to you, first and foremost, know that it's happened to a lot of people, okay? So a couple of tips for you. If you're the person doing it, if you're the one who's, you know, hanging out at the local boutique or maybe working for the local boutique and you really want to open your own store, Please, please have the guts and have the confidence to ask the owner of that boutique or talk to the owner and just let them know what's going on with you. Be honest. Say, listen, I'm loving what you're doing here. I have a totally different style and I'm really thinking I'm, you know, I've been saving money and I think I'm going to open a store down the street. I hope that's okay with you. I want to still have a good relationship with you. I've seen this happen so many times. I've had this happen to me and other businesses where people go out and start doing exactly what I do and they don't even say anything to me. And I'm like, hey, um, just mention it. I, like, I don't care, you know? And if the person you say that to really cares and they get upset, that is not your problem. You did the right thing by telling them what was going on, telling them your thought process and being honest and upfront. I think so many women, you know, we, we, we dip into this really low vibe competition, competitive energy because we think like, oh, well, I have to be the only boutique in town or I'm the best or like there is enough room for all of us, you guys. And I think that as women, if we can just be more respectful and say like, hey, I want to open this boutique. And on the other side, you're like, wow, how can I support you? You know, what do you need? Even Or you know what? I can't support you. I'm so triggered by this. You can go open your boutique, but I am feeling really uncomfortable and I'm going to, again, be honest with you about how I'm feeling. I will support you and I will cheer you on from over here, but please, I can't have you come in my store again, you know, or I can't have you looking at my brands or, I, you know, that's honest and that's okay. And I think, you know, if more of us could sort of be open and, and freewheeling with this, like there might not be the situation where that store opens down the street and you are just fuming upset or you feel so annoyed. Let's just be honest with each other, okay? And if you're that person who maybe the person wasn't like a really close friend and they didn't approach it well, but you had that original boutique, 
I challenge you to go and introduce yourself or go and show up at that store and say, hi, I'm down the street. I've noticed you open. I'm feeling a little bit competitive and I don't really want to compete with you. Can we just be friends and just do our own thing and stay in our bubbles and be cool? You know, that's a valid thing too. You can address the fact that you're feeling competitive and maybe they are too. You know, I I, I just, I think this competition amongst women is just really weird. And I think, you know, it's not necessarily that you have to collaborate with them. You're allowed to have your feelings. You're allowed to say like, wow, I feel so uncomfortable that that woman opened up down the street. I don't want to help her. I don't want to be in community with her. I need to be in my feelings right now and address the fact that I feel uncomfortable and figure out what I need to do to support myself and stay in my bubble. To me, that's way healthier than saying, I have to be friends with them. I, you know, I need to remember that it's about collaboration. If that doesn't work for you, that doesn't work for you. I am here to give you permission and say that is okay too. So as long as you handle yourself on both ends of this with dignity, with integrity, with honesty, you can't go wrong. I think that's what we need more of in this industry. We need more people who are like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. This isn't working but I'm, I'm still over here and like, it's cool. You know, like I'm going to go sit in my feelings. I wish you the best. Please don't come in my store, you know? And I'm not saying that to be rude, but I'm saying that to be honest. Like I can't have you in my store. That's okay. And maybe you need to have this conversation with a family member or a friend that's, you know, I'm getting really deep into some like therapy stuff here, you know, but, but honestly, I just, I don't think it's necessarily always dealt with in the right way from what I hear from my clients. And so I want to encourage you to, you know, deal with it in a way that feels good to you on both ends, no matter where you're coming from, deal with it in a good way. Okay, the last thing that I hear boutique owners sort of complaining about is sort of along the same lines of like a store open close to me, but they're only selling items at $5 over the wholesale cost or $7 over the wholesale cost. And you've been open for a while, you're using my 3x markup, you're making sure your costs are covered, that your shipping is covered, all, you know, you are doing your due diligence with your financials, but someone opened up in their basement or they, you know, I had someone say, there's a carport boutique that opens every week in my town, you know, and, and listen, you could be in your basement too, but you know, your pricing is different. That's okay. If you're listening and you're the person who's only charging $5 more, I want to tell you it's going to be really hard to grow your business and sustain it because you're not making money and eventually you're going to get tired and sick of it because you're not really seeing anything on the other end. So start to consider charging more first and foremost. You will have the customers. You're just convinced that you don't have the customers. Start listening to more of my money mindset podcasts and will get you feeling more confident about charging more and having customers that will pay what you want to charge. Um, And then if you're on the other side of it where you're the one that's doing the 3X and someone else is coming up and charging, you know, making $5 a piece, they'll be out of business soon. Stay in your bubble. Do what you know is right. You want to sustain your business. And listen, the other piece of this is I don't care if you're in a small town, you have the internet. (laughs) You get to sell all over the country, all over the world. So yes, is a majority of your customers coming from locally? Sure, I I understand that. I understand that people are coming into your store saying, 
you know, Joe Schmo down the street is selling this for $20 less than you are, you stand in the fact that you're running a business that has integrity, that is here for the long run, that they can come back to in a year and keep shopping, or they can come back in six months and you'll still be open. You know, you are creating the long-term boutique business that is going to outlast anyone charging $5 more in their carport. That's just a flipper. That's just someone who wants to make some money on the side, but really doesn't realize they're not going to make money. So stick it out. Stay in your integrity. Stay doing what you know is best for your boutique and charging what you need to charge is going to be best for your boutique. Don't get caught up in all those people. Stay in your bubble. I talk about this so much. I stay in such a bubble because if I look outside and I see, oh, this person's doing what I'm doing. This person's doing what I'm doing. Oh man, they just posted the same thing I posted five days ago. I can't get caught up in that. It's a waste of my energy. It's a waste of my time. And it doesn't move me forward from a business perspective or a mindset perspective. So it's not worth my time. Don't spend time and energy on people, places, or things that are draining, that make you feel bad, that make you feel like you're doing something wrong. Just don't do it. And these boutiques selling things for $5 above wholesale cost, they're going to be gone soon because they literally are making $0, okay? Don't worry about them. If you're only charging $5 above wholesale cost, please, please, please listen to this podcast more. Listen to episodes 304 to 307. Understand why you're not going to make money doing that. And I hope that you'll decide to change. Thanks for listening to this episode. It's been great to have you. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.